Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk about the greatest of all time. No, not Tom Brady that just stepped away after 22 seasons in the NFL. But who's the greatest of all time in the history of pro wrestling? And what's the criteria? We break it down on the latest edition of the Busted Open Podcast. I have my list of in my eyes, five top candidates that I consider to be in the argument for the greatest of all time. And I know we've had this discussion before, but with Tom Brady stepping aside, I thought it was the best time to bring this up. So when I talk about greatest of all time, Tommy, what would be the criteria to be the greatest of all time? Um, I mean, I feel the greatest of all time started with Muhammad Ali because he said, I'm the greatest of all time. So he was the champion. He was a draw. He had, I don't want to say the most titles, but in the world of sports, you can equate success with like Tom Brady, most Super Bowl rings, uh, statistics, passing yards. If you went win-loss record in professional wrestling, that would be, uh, a good way to do it, but really, I don't think there's sadly a win-loss record of anybody's career. I mean, think of the win, the winning percentage Andre the Giant had. I'm watching current WWE old school on Peacock, and Bob Backlund has an undefeated streak. And I know, you know, Bob Backlund, I know reading his book, but Bob got a push like throughout his career. So if you think about it, he came into the WWE 77, he won the title, I want to say 79. Then he had a five-year run. Yeah. And then he only lost once to the Iron Sheik. It wasn't uh, with his doing. He didn't get his rematch, and then he left. I mean, think of that winning percentage. So when we're talking about wrestling, it's different, and, and there would be – this is an argument that will be had. I think for right now, Tom Brady is the only person who can clearly win that argument in any sport. Because if you talked about, 
uh, you know, most rings, uh, you know, Yogi Berra or uh, Parrish with the Celtics. But then like, well, he's no LeBron. He's no Magic. He's no, uh, you know, Kobe. But that's also a generational thing. So there's yeah. a lot of things going into that. I think we have modern day day goats. But because they're still wrestling, I think you become goat status once you stop wrestling. Yeah, and, and I want to get into modern day goats. And I want to get that into that a little bit later in the show. But I do want to talk about the greatest of all time. And in my five that I picked as kind of like the candidates, there are a few from different eras. So my criteria is this, Tommy. You know, I want you to agree, and if, hopefully the nation will agree as well. Being a champion, because being a champion, especially in the past, that meant you were a draw, right? They gave you that championship title because they knew you could draw the house. So being a champion, being a draw, influence, the influence that you had on the upcoming generations in the, in the sport of pro wrestling, and then your legacy, how you look back on once you've been retired. So I think those are are really uh, four or five different things that you kind of have to look at as the criteria in pro wrestling for being the greatest of all time. Uh, it's a great uh, criteria. Just so everybody knows, this is not a laminated list. This is just happening. So he's this writing is on this notebook. Down. This is on my yeah. notebook. This so it's, this is not official. Maybe he yeah. could be swayed. I could be swayed. It's not in lamination mode because then once that happens, it's not happening. No, I could be swayed because, you know, great greatness. Because, again, pro wrestling is like any other sport, right? Like you just said, in football, basketball, baseball, you go by stats. You go by rings. You know, go go by MVPs. Can't really go by that way when it comes to pro wrestling. But I, I do think championships, draw, being a draw, the influence, the legacy, I think that's a criteria you can go by in pro wrestling, Tommy. This is a debate. It could be an argument. It could start, if you're in a bar, it would start a fight. If you're in a stadium, it could start riots. So yes. it's uh, like, I'm trying to think, like uh, I totally feel Tom Brady has locked that in for football. Um, there is no baseball. You can't say Babe Ruth. You can't say, uh, you could talk about, yes, he is a goat, but there's other goat-like status. Um, I went to the world of bodybuilding in my head and right away you would say Arnold Schwarzenegger, but then, you know, with the Olympia, there's people who've beaten his record in the Olympia. So how can you say that he's the greatest of all time when there's people who won more titles than him? I, I see. So I, that, I like where your mind debate. is going. I like where your mind is going, Tommy, because even in football, you could say, well, the rules have changed, right? The rules of yes. changes for defenses. So quarterbacks and running backs and wide receivers are going to get much bigger stats than they did 25 or 30 years ago because the rules have changed. In pro wrestling, that's not true. I, I still, whether it's the, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000, 2010, 2020s, you could still go by the criteria of championships, draw power, influence, and legacy. I don't think that's changed in pro wrestling throughout. I actually think it's easier to find the go in pro wrestling than any other sport. And if you think, oof, I don't, I don't. If you think about a key thing that you said, legacy. Uh, we just announced the Baseball Hall of Fame. The guy who has the most home runs is not in the Hall of Fame and cannot be. He's been eliminated. Yeah. Uh, Roger Clemens, who was a GOAT, and that's because of their legacy, because people want to uh, say because of steroids. Uh, Pete Rose, most hits, not in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Because of his legacy. So it is a – that is that is super-duper key 
in your assessment right there. Good call on that one. Here's my list. And again, I'm going to I'm going to try during the course of this show to whittle this list down. But are you ready to hear my candidates for the for the GOAT, the greatest of all time? Correct. Yes. Okay. Undertaker. Great. Terry Funk. I hate you cuz I've so far I'm 2 for 2 with you. Ric Flair. 3 for 3. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh-huh. Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And one more, Luthez. Oof. Now think of the people that you left out. There's a, a, a ton of people I left out. I know, could, but that's why this is so. And yeah. this is, you're just put together a random five when you're supposed to say Tom Brady, the goat of football, Wayne Gretzky, the goat of hockey. Uh, even this, like I said, all started with Muhammad Ali because he said he was the greatest of all time. And then every pro wrestler stole his shtick. So, but then you could talk about Mike Tyson. Yep. But then you go back to legacy. And, he's and, that, not and that's the other thing too, like a, like a Hulk Hogan, you know, ha, is his legacy tarnished enough that maybe you won't consider him the greatest of all time? You know, Ric Flair's been in the news a lot. Is that does that tarnish his legacy of being the greatest of all time? You know, I mean, you know, the Undertaker, you know breaking down that wall, the one last guy that believed in kayfabe and having that documentary, you know, the, the, people are upset about that. They, they love the fact that he was still holding on to that. So he had every right to do it. You know, Luthez, does he go back way too far for a lot of fans to consider him the greatest of all time? I, it, there's a lot of questions when it comes to even my list, when it comes to the goat, Tommy. Yes. And, and here I could give a list of people who should be greatest of all time and are probably won't even be considered. You talked about Luthez. He would be on my list, but why wouldn't Harley race when Harley had more titles than Lou? Agreed. And, and then what about like Ricky Steamboat, who some people believe was maybe the greatest pound for pound wrestler in that ring flawless when he was in that ring or a dusty Rhodes is many people consider the greatest babyface wrestler of all time. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot about, about those. And then later on, I want to get into the modern day greatest of all time. Like you said, you need to be retired to really be in this conversation, but there's people who are still wrestling right now that you have to throw into the conversation as well too, Tommy. Yep. Or, you know, think of bruiser Brody who yep. people would call the greatest of all time, but yet never won a world title. It's uh, uh, there's, there's a lot to really break down. Uh, I feel Bret Hart would be in that consideration in your list. I right off my bat, you didn't have the rock Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. No, I didn't think of that. I know Nick Bockwinkle, Vern Gagne. I mean, Vern, I mean, there's, there's a lot, you know what, you know why we're doing it. We need help. All right. Let's go back out to the nation. Let's go to Marty in New York. What's going on, Marty. Hey, how are you? Long time listener. First time caller. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Marty, for calling in. Okay. I am a uh, 69 year old lifetime wrestling fan since 1957. Uh, Like the other fellow who uh, called, I would have to throw out a name first. It isn't my choice. And that would be gorgeous. George simply because of the effect he had uh, on professional wrestling and bringing it mainstream with the advent of television. But for me, uh, Growing up on Long Island uh, in the 60s, to me, the greatest of all time is still Bruno. 
I, I like where he's going, and I like the phone call, Tommy. And he mentions Gorgeous George. And if you look back at the influence of what Gorgeous George was able to do, in the 50s, pro wrestling kind of started the era of television. It was one of the biggest shows in that beginning of the television era. I mean, it's hard not to give a nod to somebody like Gorgeous George, Tommy. Changed the industry with that character. And and like he said, was a television attraction. And then, you know, we also, per your criteria, titles, uh, drawing power. And, you know, with him, it's not just uh, Madison Square Garden. It's uh, Comiskey Ballpark, all these stadiums, all these different places. So the sad part about a lot of these goats they get lost in generations. Yep. Um, but if you're a true historian of the game, you're going to talk about like, I don't know who Tom Brady considers the goat. I probably would say he'd think you'd be Joe Montana. Yeah. For him. I mean, he grew up watching Joe Montana. I'm already great call and Thank gorgeous you. George, when he was on top on TV, you go back and watch some of those matches from the fifties. It was, it was like suit and tie. You know, you go and look at the crowds that went to see wrestling. It, it was suit and die, and that completely changed a decade later. And another guy who wasn't, like, a giant. Like, he was a smaller guy and just, like, ran with his gimmick. And, you know, your one of your greatest of all time, Ric Flair, kind of took a lot of Gorgeous George and made it him. Muhammad Ali said he got inspired by Gorgeous George when he would do his promos. And also, you know, you saw it later on, the influence of like a superstar Billy Graham. So, like, there's a lot of names, and I'm sure we're going to get a ton from the Busted Open Nation. Let's go out to Raphael in Quebec. Raphael, what do you got on the GOAT talk? Uh, Well, uh, I got to say, I'm a younger fan, so maybe my answer won't be some some of the ones you've been hearing. My favorite wrestler of all time is John Cena, but if I have to put a name in for greatest of all time in the in the past, I know he's still wrestling today, but it would be Rey Mysterio. All right, well, Raphael, how old are you? 24. 24, so you're young, man. And you know what, Raphael, it's not a bad call because, Tommy, you were talking about that before, John Cena. When you look at what he was able to do in the WWF, what he was able to do in springboarding into a career in acting. I think if you made a Mount Rushmore for strictly WWE, no doubt John Cena would be on that Mount Rushmore. Absolutely, because he was the face of the company for so long. With uh, Rey Mysterio, when I was talking about subcategories, I was going to say I think it's pretty it's – n- it's an easier debate to say that Rey Mysterio is the greatest of all time masked wrestler. And that's nothing against, you know, the heritage of Lucha Libre. But for titles won, for longevity, for being, you know, selling out places, uh, for his innovative style, you have to have Rey Mysterio. He's got to be higher than Mil Mascaris because Mil Mascaris never won the world title. And then, you know, you have a lot of great wrestlers, you know, the Blue Demon, the list goes on and on. But they never, when we talk about territorial, they never left Mexico. They went to Japan, but 
never became gigantic stars in the states. It's a, so. it's a, it's a great debate, and of course, you know, The Rock. You got to throw it's out a rabbit the rock hole as well. It is. <laughs> it, it is crazy. Uh, Carlos Colon. When you talk about all the championships he won, you know, you might be able to throw Carlos Colon out there. I know Andre, and Andre, who's our assistant producer here on Busted Open, is a younger fan. Andre, who would you put in there as the greatest of all time? My greatest of all time, and this goes way back, way before my generation. Well, hold on, Andre. How old are you? I'm 25. 25. So, all right. 25-year-old perspective. Go ahead, Andre. My pick is Luthez. Because I go back to thinking, when did wrestling create its form? Who moved that needle to have that big draw, to have that match after match with the style that we see, and it's not like six hours of grappling, and Luthez is the name that moves the needle completely. And especially if you're talking championships too, if your criteria involves championships, he was the one that really built the NWA World's Heavyweight title. He was champion for like five years or six years. And he really developed it. And every single other promotion that we talk about, Hogan, Austin, everyone in between, they're all promotions that seceded from the NWA. Their titles are pretty much, you could link the, the, you know, the family tree up to the NWA. And Luthez is the one that built it, in my opinion. That's why for me, he's the GOAT. Wow. I mean, and you know what? That's a great point. And I said it myself that Luthez is on my list. And I got to see uh, Luthez wrestle. I believe you did too. I don't know if you were there that night when at the Meadowlands in 87, Tommy, they had that Legends Battle Royal. Do you remember I that? I remember either. Luthez won. And I remember Bill After was doing all the interviews with all the legends that were a part of it. And it was a long list of, of amazing legends. It was all about Luthez. I mean, think in that, in that Legends Battle Royal, Tommy, are you ready? Luthez was in it, Crusher, Nick Bockwinkel, Ray Stevens, Al Costello, Pat O'Connor, Rene Goulet, Gene Kaninsky, Bobo Brazil, Dominic DiNucci, Arnold Skolan, Tony Gurria, I mean, Chief J. Strongbow, Pedro Morales, Killer Kowalski, and Luthez won that. And I just remember Bill After talking to everybody that was in that battle royal about what an influence Luthez was on in their careers. So when Andre says Luthez, it's hard to argue against a Luthez. Absolutely. It's the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams in Super Bowl 56. Hi there, everybody. This is Lindsey Rhodes. And if you want analysis for every angle of this exciting, surprising, legacy-defining matchup, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. Our guests and conversations aim to make you a savvier football fan. We're going to cut through the lazy narratives, and there are a lot of them. The low-hanging fruit, none of that. If you want to be the smartest person at your Super Bowl party, please subscribe and listen wherever you stream your podcasts. New episodes up every Monday and Thursday. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This conversation, the one thing I love about it, Tommy, is that everyone that we spoke to has a different greatest of all time. And some of the names I thought I would hear often, I don't even think we've heard that much at all. My favorite part of this conversation has for the goat conversation, because I think uh, I really enjoyed both interviews with uh, Dylan and Nyla um, because of the conversations that we're having. But the goat conversation, what intrigues me the most is everyone who's saying who's the greatest of all time is not their favorite wrestler. That is just, and, and for me too, but I don't have one just like I have every, I like every football team. Yeah. Um, I don't have a favorite. I can break them down and, and come close, but it, it, it is, it's such a, an intriguing, intriguing conversation. And, and for me, I probably would have to say Ric Flair is the greatest of all time, in my opinion. And he's also my favorite wrestler, but 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 with everything that we've talked about and the criteria and a lot of the criteria that the fans are looking at, I may not look at that the same way because of the criteria. That's what makes this an interesting conversation as well because everybody has their list of what needs to happen for them in order to be recognized as the greatest of all time. But then when he says Shawn Michaels, doesn't that change? Doesn't that cause the reboot in David's brain? But again, like Dylan Postal said, Shawn Michaels. But you would also agree, Tommy, that when he was champion, that was a down period for the WWF. Uh, I'm I'm feeling warm with happiness because I'm having uh, a flashback when I talk to my hero, my mentor, the reason I got into professional wrestling, Dusty Rhodes. And I asked him this question. He learned, looked right at me. And for those who've ever dealt with him, he tilted his head down so he could see you above his glasses. And he went me just like that. Nice. And then he smiled in his dusty smile. And then he named other people. Um, But when you think of that, and I think of those, I don't want to say ramifications when the caliber of a Ric Flair then says, Shawn Michaels is the greatest of all time. It changes for me. 
It really, really does. And I listed a lot of people. I, I have to say my greatest of all time has to be Terry Funk for exactly what I said before, but because of influence and, and all the criteria that we talk about, but just at, at the age that he did it, where he helped a company that I was so part of, but then guess what? He went to the WWE in the chainsaw Charlie uh, gimmick. And then guess what? He went to WCW after that. And then like, you know what he did for my own company house, of hardcore, just still being able to draw on the Indies. And, and I talked to him a lot, but like, his brain for wrestling is still perfect. It really is because he'll tell me things and I don't think he follows the current product, but I mean, he's just such full of knowledge and, and it's, I feel he's the greatest of all time. And when you talk about, you know, roadhouse, whatever, you know, WWE clamors for is, you know, these people, he was a, you know, a big star outside of wrestling and then just came back to wrestling. Yeah. And you know, roadhouse over the top with Sylvester Stallone, um, paradise also, alley, paradise alley with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. I mean, and also Tommy, what he did for deathmatch wrestling, you know, you know, the, the documentaries you've been seeing with Onita and stuff talks about the influence that Terry Funk had on him, but it's because also how he adapted yep. to the changing business. And there's a lot of people who, I'll put him over Matt Cardona could have gone the easy route and just rode that. I was a former WWE guy for a long time and still been booked everywhere. He has changed with the times. He was the first person to use social media to get himself over while he was in that system. He, I don't know if he will go down as a goat, but what he has done for the business and for himself, he's definitely goat like status. And that goes to the conversation of who is, you know, future goat-like people. If Cardona sticks to his path, who the hell knows where he could show up if he wins the NWA title? What if, uh, I don't think he'd ever go back to WWE because, I mean, he's also said it, he's having too much fun and making way more money. But think of if he went to the, uh, if he becomes like this, uh, he's an amazing character online. But I mean, think if he, just showed up in AEW to do what he does. I see what he does in Impact. What well, he's doing with the NWA right now. He's putting NWA's and, eyes on the NWA with the interview he had here and what he did yesterday with to Trevor Murdoch on Fight. Uh, Chris Jericho, Tommy. You know, Chris Jericho right now would probably be in my top 10 of all time, and he's still wrestling. Mm-hmm. There, there's, I mean... I could even people, you know, the rock, uh, if you put him in a subcategory, greatest Samoan wrestler of all time, then how in another two years, if his progression continues, would Roman Reigns not surpass the rock? I'm not just talking Samoan. I'm like doing subcategories because this yeah. is so hard, but this is future generations. Randy Orton, uh, everyone talks about, Jericho and the work he's doing. Look at frigging Edge. I know. I mean, he's basically out there every week. Must see on his interviews uh, when he's talking. And then his matches and his storylines get you hooked. And there's always a great payoff. 
Yeah, let's get back to the Busted Open Nation because they have a lot of ideas. we got a full bank of phone calls. Let's go to Steve in New Jersey. Okay, what's going on, Steve? Hey, good morning, Tom and Dave. Thanks for picking my call. You got it, buddy. My answer is not going to be a, a, a big surprise, but I think I have the facts to back it up. So the wrestler I'm going to choose has wrestled Buddy Rogers and Brock Lesnar. So I think that gives him the longevity. And my choice is Ric Flair. I know it's not an original answer, but if you look at the criteria, you look at draw, he drew, he drew money in Mid-South, Georgia, World Class, Japan, WCW, NWA, TNA, um, Charisma. Sure, um, Hogan might have been a bigger draw. Dusty had the most charisma, but Flair had the charisma and he drew. And then um, the look, you had the blonde hair, the tan, the ring work. Shawn Michaels, Burr Hart, great ring workers. But were their interviews really a Ric Flair level? No. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. Um, I mean, for me, that guy is like he's the be-all and end-all of all wrestling. Like I said, like, like Hulk Hogan was great, great wrestler. And if you go generational, you know, the 80s, like Hogan was kind of like the top star, but was he the best worker? And then the 90s had Shawn Michaels. And like from – from 2000s on, I think you got to say Jericho, like for generational. And you had guys like Jack Briscoe and Harley Race in the past. But to go through generation to generation from, say, 1975 to 2005, who carried the ball for that long? And he was a true world champion. And, you know, his name is a household name. It's not a bad call from Steve, Tommy, and I feel like we're going to get a lot more ideas, a lot more on the criteria. The best part about all of this, uh, there's no wrong answer, but why I enjoy the nation so much is because of, like, they're listening and then they're giving their reasons how we're breaking it down as well. And you see it on social media, too, but you know, for everyone talking about, well, this, this, and this, and there is no wrong, there is no wrong answer. No, I mean, they're all right. And it's based on your criteria. Let's go out to Caden in Nevada. Caden, who do you got as your goat? Well, I think there's many goats. Um, It's hard to just choose one, but for me for today, um, I got to go with Dusty Rhodes for not only what he does in the ring, but also how he helps the guys, and up upcomers um, in today's generation too. So, <clears throat> um, Caden said there's a herd of goats, which is true. There's a lot of goats, so I guess you would call that a herd of goats, Caden. And thank you. He says Dusty Roads. You you look at his Dusty influence Rhodes. Influence in the industry, his sons in, yep. in AEW, and how many wrestlers he helped train and, and get to that next level. You will see. Uh, how far his reach really meant for the longest time for, for generations to come. And Caden's call again, eye opening for me because when I was thinking of dusty, I was just thinking of dusty roads in the ring on the microphone, which definitely makes him one of the greatest of all time. But when you factor in the influence, especially like what we're seeing from the black and gold brand on the main roster, the dusty influence of some, I mean, would we have had, you know, th- that great women's division in the WWE if it wasn't for Dusty Rhodes with NXT? And then you just said it, Dustin and Cody, his his legacy. 
I mean, it's hard not. You can't argue with Dusty Rhodes, Tommy. Nope. Uh, and it's never been. We've talked about it, but Terry Funk. Yeah. How much Terry has influenced and gotten people in those spots, and you know, Terry, how they started so many wrestlers, and Dusty is one of those guys. Uh, it's been an education. Just got educated by something else that Gabby just mentioned. It's not a herd of goats. It's a trip of goats. So you don't nice. say herd of goats. It's trip of goats. Can I trip your brain? Because not one person has said it. Go ahead. Are you ready? Yep. Body Piper. Head turn. Just happened. Um, would there have been WrestleMania without Rowdy Roddy Piper? Would there Done have been right the there. Rock and Wrestling Connection without Rowdy Roddy Piper? Is he one of the greatest on the microphone? Then you talk about influence. You know, you, you mentioned Terry Funk with acting. What about what Rowdy Roddy Piper was able to do? They Live is one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time. I like the quick head turn. And you're like, correct. Roddy Piper. There comes all the, the, it scrolls in front of your glasses like Terminator. Ronda Rousey. Influenced <laughs> by Roddy Piper. Rowdy Ronda Rousey. But no one has said it. He's not on your list. He wouldn't be on my list. He, he's not on my list. And, I and love yet, Roddy how much did you friggin' love Roddy Piper? I loved Roddy. Actually, I hated Roddy Piper. I was a Jimmy Snooker fan, so I hated Roddy Piper. Future GOAT, Rob Van Dam. The whole effing show. Held two world titles at once. Mike the Video Guy says The Rock is his GOAT for what it's worth. Daniela says nothing per usual. Are you ready to get back out to the Busted Open Nation? <laughs> yes. Let's go out to Anthony in Orlando. Anthony, who's your GOAT? Hey, good morning, guys. Um, so, uh, you know, as we all know, of course, this is this is a tough one, man, because, I mean, there's so many. But, um, you know, I was really thinking about, uh, you know, what, what I consider the GOAT and based off of, the criteria from earlier, one of, the, one of your callers from earlier mentioned the criteria about, um, you know, wrestlers uh, uh, that wrestled for different organizations. And actually, I do like that criteria, but it's a good one. One Me that too. comes to mind that I think had a lot of um, a major influence on the business. And I was thinking, who is someone that wrestled for multiple different organizations, found some, you know, some, some really great success uh, with their career is, is truly a standout, but also, Someone that wrestled an unorthodox type of uh, style of wrestling that's very distinct and to this day, no one has really, you know, I mean, you could you have the arguments, but like no one has really been able to like, you know, to replicate this particular wrestler. But personally, my favorite, and I mean, my, my goat is Mick Foley. And, and the reason being is, um, you know, <sighs> Again, he had he had such an unorthodox wrestling style that was that was something that was just very unmatched with uh, with a lot of pro wrestlers, you know, during the late '80s and into the '90s. But also as well is that you know his influence, you know, WCW, ECW, and then when he went over to the WWF, and you know his debut in 1996, you know, which was an amazing year for McFoley, and he had you know that classic feud and matches with the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, etc. Um, he brought a different style to the WWF during that, that era that act that I think was influential in helping to bring a harder and more hardcore style and, and um, you know, again, created these, you know, amazing matches 
he was also given different gimmicks that he he made every gimmick in every storyline that he that he was in he ran with it he did amazing uh, with it he became a champion he was someone that was not supposed to succeed in wrestling based off of you know whatever you want to call it his looks or his in ring style his influence with death matches you name it I mean I think that McFoley um, I think that, and I don't know if anybody earlier maybe named McFoley, but I think McFoley absolutely uh, is a goat, you know. And um, and, and if we're going to also talk about modern day, as of today, who is still active, I would say AJ Styles. And again, he's another one that is, has wrestled for different organizations, you know, TNA, New Japan, WWE, and same thing. He is one that he has not only had so much so many classic matches and moments and championships and whatnot. He's been able to evolve and fit every organization and every style and every storyline, every gimmick. He has made it work. He has hit it out of the ballpark. And I think if he's not considered necessarily a modern day goat right now, I say in five years, he will be considered. So anyways, that's uh, that's my, my goat. And then that's uh, a uh, modern uh, day goat. And thank you so much guys for taking your call uh, and have a great day. All right, thank you, Anthony. Great call by Anthony. Mick Foley, obviously an influence on Generate, and he said he could do he somebody that doesn't look like the quintessential pro wrestler became one of the biggest pro wrestlers of all time. I love the AJ Styles pick for modern day. What WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, New Japan, everywhere he went, AJ Styles was at the top of the card. Yep. Uh, Bullet Club member, AJ uh, Styles. Something I truly loved about the Royal Rumble was when Bobby Roode and AJ were in that ring and the whole building started chanting TNA because they don't get acknowledged as much uh, for their part of the history. And when you talk about Mick Foley, there's no bigger praise. I love Mick Foley. But think of also this, the author. He was the one who pretty much brought that whole wrestling book craze back. Um, And it just... He has done so much a storyteller, and if his body didn't give out, I think he would still be in the business, um, but successful at everything he's doing, like his comedy tours outside of the business and where, you know, you look at him and it, yeah, you're right. He, he wasn't supposed to make it, and he overcame all adversity and definitely GOAT status. Yeah, great one. Let's try to get a couple more calls in before we say goodbye. Let's go to Greg in Memphis. Greg, who's your GOAT? All right, somebody hadn't been talked about, is, um, and he's wrestled probably 97% of the older wrestlers y'all have talked about, and that's Jerry Lawler. I mean, he's really done a lot for the company. I mean, he was one of the first one-liners out there. Could really, you know, he had to get for gab. And Jimmy Hart wouldn't even be in wrestling today if it wasn't for him. There wouldn't and, be a lot of wrestlers. Yeah, there would be a lot of people. And, and and Greg, it's a great call. Is there anybody that's done more than Jerry Lawler when you look at the influence outside of the ring? You know, the whole thing with Andy Kaufman and David Letterman and, you know, Man on the Moon and all that. Like, you talk about the influence he had in the ring and on the mic, the creative genius of Jerry Lawler, but then what he was, the influence outside of the ring as well. Jerry Lawler's a great pick, Tommy. And drawing power, still out there wrestling, still drawing houses. Uh, Another wrestler, um, that Jimmy Valiant. Boogie Woogie Man. 
think of, I've heard the legends of his draw and drawing power, and it's nuts. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.